Hello, and welcome to another episode of Big Al's Life Journey, baby. Come on now. You know who it is. <laughs> it's Big Al, baby. And I'm in the house. <laughs> you better watch your mouth. Today's episode is called, Are You Living Below Your Privileges Because of Your Attitude? <laughs> My goodness. Let me tell you one thing. I've been there in my life where I live below my privileges because of my attitude. Absolutely. I've been there. You know, when you look at the word below, you know, you, you start thinking about below. It says, are you living below? Right? The word below here means at a lower level. And then it says, are you living below your privileges? Right? And you say, what, what does privileges mean? Privileges mean a special right, an advantage, an immunity granted or available only to a particular group of people. You know, it also means a birthright, an advantage, an entitlement, benefits, liberty, freedom, being free. It's great when you're free. When you're free in your mind, when you're free in your body because of your attitude. You know, living below your privileges because of your attitude. Are you living below? You know, are you, your life lining up to the way you think? And it starts with our thinking and our attitude. Our attitude, you know, the definition of it is a subtle way of thinking about something or someone. The attitude, you know, that, that privilege that we all given life. We're given life each and every day to make a choice to live a privileged life, a life of benefits. And, you know, I realize in life sometimes people don't even know they're living below their privileges because of their attitude. Some people just have a bad attitude because the way they were raised, the way things happen to them in life, you know, and they develop an attitude toward a group, a government, a situation, a system. And I know systems can be corrupt. Governments can be corrupt. Anything can be corrupted because it does not have God in it. And even with God in it, you got to be careful that you don't corrupt the ways of God. And we're talking about, are you living below your privileges because of your attitude? God told Israel something very, very good. If they wanted to live a privileged life, if they wanted to live that life of being privileged because of their attitude, having the right kind of attitude and living that privileged life is so important. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 13. I like what the Lord said to Israel. The Lord will make you the head. I like that. God will. <laughs> it's like make you. He's making us, right? Or making you the head and not the tail. So God is saying, I'm going to make you a privileged people, a privileged nation, a privileged person, 
But there's conditions always to things in life, right? If we have that positive attitude, right? We have that positive attitude. We can live that privileged life. Are you living below your privileges because of your attitude? So we have to examine ourselves and ask ourselves that, am I living the freedom life? Am I living the life of liberty? Am I living the life of benefits that because of my positive attitude, you know, that God has given me when he said he will make me the head, the one on top? You know, and when you and when you're the head, the head what? It surveys, it looks around. The head sees, right? And he says, I will make you the head and not the tail. And you will be you only will be above. So God is saying, you're gonna always be on top. And you will not be underneath. God is saying, I'm going to have you live that privileged life. You're not going to live that life of less than, the lower level life. God is telling Israel that. But this is for us today. If we remain having that right attitude, that positive attitude toward God, that privileged life that he has granted us to have, we're going to be the head and not to tell. He said, and you only will be above and not, you won't be underneath. If you listen to my commandments of the Lord, your God. So there's a condition in all our lives as people. If we want to be privileged and if we don't want to live below our privileges because of our attitude, we have to obey God's commandments. We have to obey what God is saying. And he says, which I charge you today, which I commission you today to observe carefully. So God has given us commandments, right? In our lives, the word of God, he's given us that, right? Having that positive attitude towards his word and having that attitude toward God, that right relationship. He said, he's making me the head and not the tail, right? So I'm going to be above and not beneath. That's what God is telling me. I'm not going to be the tail. And you know, a tail, what does a tail do? A tail follows the body. See, he says, you're not going to be a follower. You're going to be a leader because the head leads. Because anytime you have anything on top, he said, you're going to be above only. So if I'm going to live that privileged life, a life of privilege, a life that's leading, a life that's above, right? I'm going to live that life above. I'm not going to be like that tail following. I'm not going to be, you know, a follower. I'm going to be a leader, right? And I'm going to... uh talk to you about Psalms 42 verses one to six. And I really like this Psalm. I've been like meditating on this Psalm for like a few weeks now. And, you know, I see myself in this Psalm because sometimes circumstances in our life causes us to live below our privileges. And then our attitude changes and our attitude kind of gets stuck in circumstances. And when you're stuck in a circumstance, a lot of times in life, your life is being examined by people, you know, by 
Uh, if you're a Christian, it's being examined by Christians. If the world, the world examines our lives, there's a lot of things that examine our lives. And this psalmist, he had some circumstances going on. He had some issues going on in his life, like we all do. We all have circumstances that we face in life that happens. You know, like I said, life happens, circumstances happen, trials happen, battles happen in our life, which we have to constantly, constantly deal with. And if you don't deal with your circumstances, like God says he would make us the head. Deuteronomy 28, 13, he will make us. But if we what? Obey his commandments. But that doesn't mean if you obey his commandments, you're not going to have trouble. <laughs> Man, life is full of trouble. Life is full of trouble. But it's how I deal with my circumstances, living in the privileged life because of my attitude. If I have the right kind of attitude, I'm going to be above and not beneath. I'm not going to be that follower. And you know what? When you follow people and you follow things and you're not living that privileged life, you're living in the shadows of someone else. And I don't want to live in the shadows of people because when you live in the shadow of people, you're not who God created you to be. You're not that person. You're not fulfilling your destiny, which God has called you to follow. And I like Psalms uh, 42. Uh, verse number one, I'm reading in the NSBA 95 version. And I like this. It says, as the deer panteth for the water brook, so my soul panteth for the Lord. So the psalmist here was desperate. He said, just like a deer longs and desires for water. He says his soul longs for God. And I don't know if you've ever been in that situation in your life. I know I've been there where you really need God and you really need to hear God. You really need God to touch your life. You're desperate. You're so thirsty for God. You're saying, God, I need you. You know, I'm, 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 I'm thirsty. And I don't know if you've ever been like you need water. Like you said, man, I need some water, man. Here, I am so thirsty. I don't know. What's happening here? I really, really, really need that drink. I need that drink of water. I need that thirst. I'm thirsty. And that's what the psalmist was saying. My soul longs for God. Verse number two. My soul thirsts for four. The living God. You notice how he said living God? Because there's all kinds of gods out there people serve, and there's all kinds of things people serve as God. But he said the living God. I need a God that's living. Because the God that's living can satisfy my thirst. You've been so thirsty sometimes for life, for things, desiring things. And if you've ever been thirsty, I'm talking about thirsty for water. And it's really hot, man. I mean, you're like, <laughs> you're desperate, baby. You're so desperate. And you take that water and you drink that water. My goodness, you drink that water. And it quenches your thirst and you're satisfied. And you take the bottle or the glass and you put it toward your forehead. It's such refreshing. So this psalm is saying, I'm thirsty for the living God. And he says, when shall, I, when shall I come and appear before God? Hey, God, I need you. I need to appear before you. 
He says, God, I need to see you move in my life. I need you, God, to move in my life right now. He said, the reason I need you to move in my life right now, verse 3, my tears have become food day and night. And if I don't know about you, but I've been at the place where I've been sobbing day, night, like my circumstances is not changing. I need you, God. My circumstances is not changing. I'm mourning. I'm crying day and night. And things are not changing. Things are not changing in my life. And it becomes my food. You know, when a lot of times when, we, when we're crying and we're sobbing and we're mourning, we need to be comforted. And he's saying, when, when, when should I appear before God? He said, I'm thirsty for God. Because the result, I'm thirsty for God. I'm in a situation here that's causing me to mourn. That's causing me to tear. It's causing it to become my food. I can't even eat. I've been there when I couldn't eat because I've been in deep mourning. And I've been crying and I've been weeping. I've been there before, folks. I've been in that situation where inside of me is just crumbling. I'm, I'm grieving deeply where, where that does become my food. That does become... My, my tears do become my food day and night. I've been there. While they say all day long, where is your God? And I've had that happen to me. People see your life. They see your circumstances. God is not moving in your life. God has you on standstill. And people are saying, where is your God at? Hey, big Al, baby. Where's your God, man? He guessed you he forgot you, huh? And this is what he was going through. He said, you know, he says, where is your God? Where is your God all day long? These things I remember. And I poured out my soul within me. <laughs> I've been there. He said, you know what? These things I remember. So I poured out my heart within me. He poured his heart out to God. God help me. God, I need you. And there's times in our lives we, we are going to have to do that. When we pour out our soul before God. That our tears do become our food day and night. It's going to happen to us, folks, when we're desperate for God. We need that drink. We need that spiritual drink in our lives where we're saying, Holy Spirit, I need you in my life. I need that in my life. For, for I used to go all with a thong and lead them in the procession to the house of God, to church. He said, I used to. So he used to go along with a large crowd, and he was the leader of them, in a procession, a parade of people to God's house. This is what he's going through. He's remembering what he had went through and with the voice of joy and thanksgiving, a multitude keeping the festival. He says, you know what? I was taking the large crowd. I was leading them in a procession to God's house, to the church with, with uh, the victory of joy and thanksgiving. He said, I had joy. I had thanksgiving. And I was celebrating 
and these festivals with the people. And it's like, verse number five says, why are you despair, O my soul? Because sometimes circumstances happen in our lives where we like, we question. He says, why are you, why are you despair, O my soul? And we have to ask ourselves that he's questioning himself. Psalmist is dealing with his own attitude. He was living below his privileges here. And he's saying, he's dealing with his own attitude. He's saying, why are you cast down all my soul? He's dealing with his attitude. And if we're going to be privileged people and not live below our privileges, we have to question ourselves says, why are you in despair? Oh, my soul. He said, why are you in despair? He said, I used to have a good time. I used to be with the large crowd of people. We were going to church and I was doing it with joy and thanksgiving. I was keeping the festivals. He said, listen, I was celebrating. We was eating. We were having church. We were having a good time. But he's saying, I remember these things. He said, you know what? Why am I despaired? And why have I become disturbed within me? Why the inside of me is so crumbling? Why is there a loud noise in my heart and in my head? Why is there a loud noise? Why am I despair? Why am I disturbed? Why? He's asking himself that. Why am I living below my privileges? Why? Why? He was dealing with his own attitude, which we all have to do. We have to ask ourselves why. And there's nothing wrong with questioning yourself. There's nothing wrong with talking to yourself. Because we see here, he's asking himself why. Why am I in despair? Why am I become disturbed within me? Why? Why? When at one time, I long with a large crowd and a procession, a parade of people to the house of God, to church, and I did it with joy. And Thanksgiving. So then he says, why are, are, am I despair, oh my soul? And why am I disturbed within me? I've been there in my life where I have been doing things with great joy, doing things with Thanksgiving, and then you have that despair in your heart, that disturbance in your life, things that disturb in you. You know, that disturbance was in him. And a lot of times in our life, when things go wrong, when circumstances are not changing in our lives, we have people say, where is your God all day long? Hey, baby, where's your God at? I thought God, I thought you were talking about faith. And look, your circumstances are not changing. But in order for our circumstances to change, God first is going to change us. We have to first be changed in God. You know, he says, if we obey his commandments, right? You know, if we obey, he's going to make us the head and not the tail. He's going to make us the leader and not the follower. Like he was a leader here and he was leading people to the house of God and he was doing it with great joy. So I have to look at my attitude and I have to say, is my attitude positive 
toward God? Do I have that relationship with God where I have that attitude where I'm, a, I'm living as a privileged person or I'm living below my privileges? And I know some people live below their privileges in life because they don't know any better. And then you know what people said? It is what it is. No, that's not true. I don't like that saying. It is what it is. Because to me, when you say it is what it is, you're not expecting anything to change. That's the way I feel about it. I'm expecting things to change in my life. I'm expecting things to get better in my life. You know, I want to be the head, not the tail. I want to be above only. He said only. So you know what? I want to be above only and not beneath. I don't want to be above un, un, underneath life underneath people, underneath a system because of my attitude. So I have to watch my attitude and I have to watch what I watch on TV, what, I, what, what things are, uh, are said to me. I have to watch. I have to not let those things penetrate my life to cause an attitude that I live below my privileges. Because a lot of times when people live below their, your, their privilege, they try to suck you in if you have a different way of thinking, if you have a different way of seeing things. Oh, it is what it is. Oh, that's never going to change. Oh, it, it, it. No. I don't agree with that. I agree with the word of God says when he examined himself, when he started to reflect, the psalmist started to reflect on how things used to be. And when he started to reflect on things, how things used to be, he said, why am I in despair? Right. He said, why am I disturbed within me? You know, he said, why am I in this situation and circumstance? Why do I have this attitude of defeat? You know, why do I have this low attitude? Why do I have an attitude that's underneath me? An attitude that God has not given me. He said, God has given me the great attitude. He was saying in the beginning, I long to drink the presence of God. I need to be in the presence of God. I need him to move in my life because my, my, my food is tears. I'm in deep sorrow here. I'm longing. And people are saying, where's your God? And then he said, I remember these things and I poured out my soul. He said, I used to be the leader leading people to church, right? With joy. Amen. I used to lead them with joy and thanksgiving. Then he says to himself, which is so critical, what we all need to do is saying, why am I despaired? Look at your life today. I don't know what you're going through. You need to say, Am I despaired over things? Am I mourning things? Is my soul mourning? And he said, why am I disturbed? Why the inside is so disturbed within me? He's asking himself these questions. And then he goes on and says, hope in God, for I shall again praise him. He said, hope in God. He said, I'm going to hope in God. He said, and when I hope in God, I am going to praise him again. For he helps the help of his presence. He said, I'm going to praise God. My hope is in him. He said, you know what? I might be disturbed today. I might be despaired today. But I'm going to hope in God for I shall praise him again. And so you have to say that to yourself. I'm going to hope in God. I'm going to praise him again. I'm not going to live below my privileges because of my attitude, because I'm in a circumstance that I know I can't change. A lot of things we can't change, but I know with the word of God and with prayer 
in my relationship with God, my attitude to see God. Like he said, God, I need to be in your presence. You're not moving in my life. He was desperate for God. And if we're not going to be desperate for God, there's not going to be a change in our lives. We have to be desperate. And when I'm desperate for God, like he said, like a deer panthers after the water. He said, my soul is thirsty for God's presence. And as I begin to thirst and I begin, you know what? I'm going to have that right kind of attitude, that privilege attitude. You know, I'm not going to live below my privileges. But the only way I live below my privileges is be when I become a follower. When I say it is what it is, this is not going to change. They are the way they are. The system is what it is. But when I begin to pray and I begin to trust God's word, like he said, if I obey his commandments, he's going to make me the head, right? So I'm the head now. I'm this leader like the psalmist was, leading the people to the presence of God, to the church. I'm, I'm a leader now. I'm above, right? I'm above. And so as I begin to see where God is bringing me above, 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 and I'm not living below my privileges, I'm going to have that victory in my life. I'm going to say, I'm going to hope in his presence again you know i'm not going to live like the psalmist was saying he said he was living below his privileges he said why am i despair i used to lead you know and i don't know what you're going through but sometimes in life we used to lead or we used to have and circumstances come and it knocks us off a little bit and we're off course a little bit but that's okay get back on course with the word of god and with prayer you get back on course and you continue because you know when one thing about when you're sailing, right, and when you're going down the road, there's always going to be detours and storms and potholes and different things in our way to knock us off course. Just because you're going around a detour, that don't mean you're not going to get back on the right path. Your life might be detoured right now, but that's okay. I've been on a detour. <laughs> and sometimes detours is not fun. Sometimes detour takes years, and sometimes it takes years to get back on the right path. But that's okay. Trust God. Like he said, hope in God. I will uh, yet again praise him. So you tell yourself that I am going to Praise God again. I'm not going to be discouraged. I'm not going to get knocked off course, you know, because people are saying, where is your God? You know, because your circumstances right now might not be the circumstances you want to be in. I've been there plenty of times in my life where I said, where did this come from? You know, that storm blows in and you're like, uh-oh, <laughs> here's a storm coming and I'm not ready for this. I wasn't ready for this. You know, a lot of times in our lives, are we really ready for things that happen to us? I don't think so. We don't see it coming. It's, uh-oh, I see the clouds coming, the storm is coming, so I'm going to prepare. I'm going to board up my windows. I'm going to, you know, put the plastic over there. I'm going to batten down my hat. No, that doesn't work like that. A lot of times it, the storm comes it smacks us and we have to say to ourselves you know what the storm has hit me what am I going to do with the storm am I going to continue to live below my privileges or I'm going to have the right kind of attitude the God kind of attitude that's going to compel me over over the storm you know ride the waves of the storm you know I want to thank you once again folks for tuning in to another episode of Big Al's Life Journey. See you next episode.